After a bye week, we are back on the DMV Sports Roundtable podcast. Chris Chianis here, Jamal Bowens. We expect also George Wallace to join us. I'm Frank Hanran. Uh, glad that you're with us. Everybody is healthy, I hope. Uh, the Maryland football team is not. We'll get to that in a second. We'll also uh, take a deep dive into the Washington Wizards' uh, draft. <laughs> and <laughs> Washington football team up first. And I need to make an apology because two weeks ago I thought that uh, I thought the team was was turning the corner, gentlemen, and we were completely wrong. Uh, they are not good. It's great to see Alex Smith back and doing some good things, but this is a team that is clearly uh, not on the um, the radar in terms of any sort of damage when it comes to the postseason. As Jamal told us two weeks ago, uh, say, who, who has, we? was that? I said, "Who is we?" Oh no, no, said, we were wrong. It was no we. Well, George, George, and I were, you know, we're the. Okay, we're the I, I'm not a part of that we. We have that winning attitude where we say, you know yeah. what, we got to win. Uh, but guys, this team is just—I I can't explain to you how a squad that loses a tie ball game with 25. No, was it 16 seconds or 25 seconds? I mean, it might have been 16. I think it was 16 seconds. Most teams kneel down, but it was almost like Detroit knew. You know what? We're playing Washington. We yeah. got Matt Stafford who can sling it a little bit. Let's go for it. And they mm-hmm. came out with the win. Uh, first of all, the question is, how deflating of a loss is it to the Lions? And now moving forward, I don't even, quite frankly, who do the who does Washington play this week? That's how, like, checked out I am That's already. Right. Yeah. They get the Bengals. All right, yeah, Bengals. Uh, well, I'm kind of excited to see Joe Burrow and see what he's able to uh, do, honestly. I mean, but who actually – you know, it's like we get excited for the other team and sort of the fans, obviously, when the Giants fan, uh, came into town. I heard there was all this blue in the stadium and not so much the burgundy and gold. Uh, Jamal, I thought you said the Hogs are going to support the team when at FedEx, but I guess there's no uh, fans back anymore. Nobody's coming back uh, now. They're having no fans, so it really doesn't make a difference. Yeah. But they know the that first they did have uh the three thousand people, they had folks, uh, but they that that goes both ways. You know, we have our people, then the giants will come then have their people, especially if they can't get into midlife, they're gonna follow them down ninety-five if they can get in here. So I that's totally expected. Mm-hmm. But in terms of what what does that loss mean, it, it doesn't mean a damn thing. It doesn't mean anything. Uh it's a Denny Green situation, as you you and George were, you know, thinking about they turned the corner. No, they they are who we thought they were. Yeah, yeah. and it's not going to be anything different. All only thing is doing is muddying up the waters. Uh, I, look, we all tip our heads to Alex Smith and everything that he's done to get back. It's remarkable that he's even playing, but even more remarkable that he's had two back to back three hundred yard games. Great thing is is he your quarterback going forward he's no you know i I don't i don't care what ron has to say well he could be he doesn't even know he wants to play next year okay now before you go out on the limb and and you spend a a first round pick which if you don't win this trash ass division should be at least top five or top ten uh being the latest why don't you Take Dwayne for another spin. Let's see. Okay. Has he learned his lesson? Has he taken his medicine? Has he learned his lesson? 
in being demoted and being benched. Okay, he was immature. Let's see if he's learned a lesson. I understand the the, the kumbaya feeling, and Alex Smith has played well. But look, we, we, we still check down Charlie all day. McKissick had 14, 14 targets. Like he's had, he's almost leading in in, in targets. Just him. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to see what you have with, I guess, what, six, seven games remaining, look, just throw Dwayne out there. See if he's learned his life. If he hasn't, then what do you, you have nothing to risk. Because either way you, you, you slice it, neither one are, are going to be your guy going forward. So why not see what he has? Chian, I don't know what you thought about uh, Rivera and his comments about the media and how folks aren't on board and yada, yada. Uh, you know, that that's the kind of stuff that just, just rubs me the wrong way. You got your defensive coordinator replying on Twitter to some random fan criticizing yeah. you. Like at some point, as a, I'm almost, God, I hate to say this. I'm almost 50 years old in three years. And I can't believe that guys in their 50s running professional football teams give a crap about what A, critics are saying and people on social media are saying. So as a fan, when I see Ron saying, oh, some of the media folks aren't on board with me, what the hell does that mean? And B, you got Coach Jack Del Rio going after people on Twitter. My focus a hundred percent, and I tweeted this out, would be on coaching my football team up and not worrying about anything else because that is what you call distractions. And as much as you say you don't pay attention to that, as soon as you acknowledge the fact that you are paying attention to it, then it becomes a deal. And that, to me, again, media training 101, a Coach Ron, Coach Del Rio, don't worry about it at all. If you do, at least don't let us know that you worry about it. Am I making sense here or am I crazy? If we are truly media members, we are to be not object or we are to be objective, right? So we're not supposed to be all rosy with coach Ron. You're a two and seven football team. You deserve the criticism you're getting in the tough questions. And and also, I think you pointed this out when, like, Scott Abraham asked him a question or something like that. You and I both know Scott. Why is Ron, like, calling out Scott's uh, mannerisms or his questioning or or what he does? I I just feel like this guy's head is is not all the way focused sometimes. And it should be into developing your first-round pick last year, even if he hasn't been playing so well in the first few weeks. Jamal, you said it first and foremost, and Dave Preston said it this week. Weeks like 13 through 17, that needs to be the look to see what's going to happen with Dwayne. We all think that he's the, the quarterback is probably not on the roster next year, but you, you invested a first-round pick in him. Let's not just throw him away. Give him a shot. And Alex Smith played well last year or last week, but he's 37 years old. He's not the future. Let's just see. Again, what we have with Dwayne, and I, I, that's all I read. Because at this point, all right, you want to compete for the division, fine. You're not totally out of it, fine. But you're not a good football team, right. and defense is overrated. And mm. get mm. get Dwayne out there to see what he can do. Chuck it around a little bit at this point. I know that's yeah, a broken we, record. How many times have we talked about that this year? Get Dwayne out there. Get Dwayne yeah. out there. But I, I just I, I don't want to see like Alex Smith anymore. He's not the future. No, he, he's not. And that's that goes to, I guess, the stubbornness of of Ron. You know, you guys are more I'm not a journalist. I'm more of a, a oncoming talking head. 
But when it comes to, to that, it really doesn't, you know, when Ron said that and says, if you haven't put on these pads, if you haven't played the game, don't question what I do. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> my man, that's life. Yep. You, you, everybody does not have to walk through your shoes to ask a question. Everybody does not, you know, th- you, he's been a coach long enough. He's been a player long enough and been around football long enough to know the dynamics of the media and players and coaches and organizations. Uh, that seems, I'm, I'm not sure what, he, what he's thinking at that point, because that's people are doing their job. And if they didn't ask these questions, they would be remiss not to ask these questions. Then, therefore, they would be asked by their bosses, by their peers, like you guys, why didn't you ask that question? Your job as a journalist is not to sit there and, you know, be the company guy and ask, and throw softballs at every. You can't get a beach ball thrown at you every time. Sometimes <laughs> you have to ask the critical questions. And guess what? People get uncomfortable when you ask critical questions. And these, to me, they're not that critical. They are just necessary. It's, it's, it is what it is. And this is the situation. And anybody in that media room would not be doing the job and be completely remiss if they did not address that. You know, if, if you're uncomfortable with it, well, it might be something to it. Well, but see, what he, and, and what he's trying to do is he's trying to do the Jedi mind trick. Uh-huh. Jen, it's a reference to the Star Wars trilogy. I don't know if you've heard of this. <laughs> I, uh, I actually have never seen Star Wars in my life. <laughs> he's trying to plant the seed here saying, listen, don't ask me tough questions, right? So he's right. basically saying, if you're on board, come with me. If you're not, get the hell away from me. So it's almost mm-hmm. like, you know what? Moving forward, I don't want anybody to ask me tough questions, which is just asinine. You make $5 million to coach mm-hmm. football. It should not be that hard. And, and you, you're drawing a divide. Yeah. And and look, Ron, you you just got here. You just got here. You know, if, if you took this job, you probably should have done homework uh, and some research into how Shanahan and Gruden and other coaches, even Gibbs, have dealt with the media. You should have done your homework on that. But yeah. you, you can't, I don't care what city or fan base you go to. Unless you even Belichick takes tough questions, does he answer them? Yeah, no. What they're asked, you have to ask. If you are going to do your job, you cannot ask anybody else to do theirs any less to make you more comfortable. This is not how it works. It's not how it goes. So we got the uh, the the Washington football team have the Bengals Sunday, mm-hmm. one o'clock. No fans. At uh, at FedEx, I kind of like I kind of like sensing in this one because to Gian's point, mm. Joe Burrow is looking pretty decent. It, to me, it it depends. Uh, if if Joe Mixon plays, then I'm I'm, I'm trending with like he's not. Yeah, I don't. I think well, I've taken him out of all of my uh, fantasy rosters. Uh, Gio Bernard is a, is a good back. I think they can contain him. But, you know, it, it depends. That's secondary also because you're looking at, of course, they're going to clue in on A.J. Uh, Green, fully probably be over there. But T. Higgins, the rookie out of Clemson, has had a good year. You still have that Boyd. Boyd is a very good wide receiver and they all big body. So the same thing, you, you we, we had problems last week with Detroit without Kenny Galladay. And Marvin Jones gassed you all over the place. And they didn't even – hit you with Hawkinson as much as I thought that they were. 
I think the secondary is going to be the issue. I think all three of those wide receivers I just mentioned eat whether mixing players or not. I'm gonna go with Cincy. It's at like a it's off the board as we're recording here on Thursday night. Oh, it really? opened in Washington pick them. It is now Washington minus one. So I mean it's a toss up there essentially. Why, why was it off the it board? Is. Does does either one of those teams have COVID issues? Oh, the the Washington. Well, we we do, we do. It was Ionitis. It came right, out to be. Right. But well, that's the reason for having no fans going forward. Oh, but okay. they said whoever it was didn't make the trip, and you know people looking at Charles or I thought it might have been Bryce Love because he practiced last week. I don't know if he made a trip or not. Uh, they said it came down to Ionitis was was the guy. Okay. Did but, you know that uh, you mentioned those big time wide receivers, Jamal? Maybe it's because they're two and seven, and, and other teams don't really need to throw on them as much. Did you know, but did you know the Washington football team has allowed the second least amount of receiving yards uh, to the wide receiver position uh, this year? So, secondary, I guess, you know, I know I'm critical sometimes, but secondary has played all right. Mm. I mean, Kendall, you know, Ford, I, you know what? I attribute it to the, the pass rush. Because they're not good against the run in that front seven, but that front seven was highly ranked, if not at the top last week before going to Detroit in, in terms of being a pass defense. I think that's got more to do with the guys up front than the secondary. Because if you look at the secondary, it is Jimmy Moreland's all over the place. I've never seen uh, Fuller play like he did last week. Yeah, he and, fell. You know, <laughs> they're all over. Well, but, but Jimmy is is – trying to do something and, and Fuller has to come over and those, they were just in disarray. And I think the ranking coming in had more to do with probably the, the defensive line on the front seven more than the back end, but it, it covers all of them. Yeah. All right. So Sunday, one o'clock uh, Washington football team who, by the way, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but they said uh, on Thursday, in fact, that Washington football team is perhaps a, um, option as the name for the team moving forward look i don't give a crap what they're called but right. for the next generations and the next generations they need right. a nickname i don't want to i don't want to be that old guy on the on the on the on the porch so to speak but at some point they have to have a nickname a mascot yeah. it just can't that the, the washington football team is so goddamn boring i think i told you this at my Safeway. I walk through the aisles and like when you walk out, you know, they have like the little, little, little setups where they have the t-shirt sure. hats. There is dust. <laughs> no, I will take a picture for you because I went by it yesterday and I, I, I wanted to take a picture, but I had both my hands. There is dust gathering on the hats and the merchandise. Like it's not moving. They're so bland, so boring. It's like, hello, McFly. You're not going to sell if you don't have a nickname. As cool, as cool as you may think it is to be like, oh, Washington Football Club, that's not hot. It's not going to work. They need a nickname. They're trying to be different. And, yeah. and this, this is we don't. This is not FC Barcelona. This is, this is not a soccer team. Yes, you can't. It's it's fine for now. It's going to be a, a placeholder. It's not marketable going forward. It really isn't. I yeah. think you you have some diehard fans that is all my timeline that I follow that follow me. They'll go get it. But for the mass of the brand, no, this, this it's not sustainable. It's not marketable. It's barely marketable now. And like you said, for other generations, what what little kid? Who's your favorite team? 
it's the Washington football team. No, they want a mascot. They want, you know, and as it all as little kids, before you really understand what it is about fandom and the team that you that you're with, you know, whether your 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 father put you on to them or however you did. A lot of little kids, let's say, look, we're playing the Bengals. Hey, I like that tiger. I'm from Cincinnati. <laughs> I want to. I, I like the Bengals, but oh, it, wow. it, it sounds so simple. But yeah. as kids, it happens that way. You have to be marketable, and there's a very. This is very short-lived in terms of being marketable. You know, down the line. So it sounds good now, and you want to be different, and but you're going to be fe- feeling it in your bottom line when the years go on, mm. and you're trying to get into a new generation of fans. First of all, if you win. Nobody gives a damn what your name is. It doesn't mean you'll be marketable, period. But given that the, this franchise is not a winner right now, it hasn't been for, for many years, you got to find other ways to generate revenue. And you can't price gouge people uh, who are not coming to the the, uh, the game for the expensive-ass beers and parking and everything else. So at least be marketable so somebody will buy your merchandise. Yeah. Uh, Wizards draft. Does anybody care? I, I don't. I don't care. I know you don't. <laughs> I know you don't. And, 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 yeah, and, and you, you are a guy that have you. You've done Wizards pre-game, post-games, half times. You do all of that, and you just don't. So it's just such crap. Like I get it. I'm sure he's got an upside. Whatever. But like until I see it, until I see it executed, I just can't buy into any of this. This draft was very difficult to, to gauge because there was no tournament yeah. because we haven't watched basketball for six months on that level. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be sold on a guy who really didn't do much overseas. I know he was like the youngest player at 16. I don't even know yeah. his name. Um, but for really? me to buy in, it's very hard. I think you should understand that, right? I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's a Rubio thing. But to me, the, the okay with him when I did, I I did not know much about him before the draft. So yeah. when the, the pick came in at nine, I was hoping for wow, that's about the ram. Hoping for Obi Toppin, that didn't happen. When the pick did he before, go before or did he go after? He went, he went right before. Now right. the one right after got me because Sticks went right after him. Oh yeah. At ten, I'm like, damn, okay, because I thought nine. Was a little rich for sticks. I thought he might have been like 14, 15. You know, he starts in that in that range. Mm. I would have loved to have Jalen Smith come in here. Uh, we have not done well, with the exception of Rui last year. So maybe Denny and Rui can fix this. But Ernie has been horrible when it comes to in past years, when it comes to international players. Vesley, we all know Vesley. Yeah. Petrovo, uh, Hamidi Injai. Whoever, anybody that was played overseas that, that was drafted by the Wizards has been null and void. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, you know, it's a little better. Now, watching him play, he's Kukoc he's light. He's Tony Kukoc ish. <laughs> uh, he's got potential. I think the steal uh, for us, what I really, and, and I, I fell asleep on it, you know, going into, I don't watch the second round. But like me in the NFL, yeah, I'm ridiculous. I'll watch all seven rounds. Uh, when it gets past that pick, I'm done. But getting Cassius Winston in the second round uh-huh. and getting another pick, I think that was the silver lining for the draft for him, for them. Because it, 
we've all seen him play at Michigan State. Tough as nails, yeah. makes big shots. And, and going into last season and coming off the season before that, a lot of people had Cassius Winston as the best point guard in the country. Very good guard. I think he's solid coming off the bench, makes big shots, and and run the floor and run the offense. I think that's going. He's probably going to be the one that's going to hit more immediate than uh than he does. Hmm. Chion, any thoughts of the draft? Uh, who is your NBA team, by the way? If you have one, the Washington Wizards are my NBA yeah. team. Were. Um, first off, I saw I liked your tweet, Frank. I think that's like my favorite uh meme gif on twitter the uh the, the blinking eye one and the shaking of the head the puzzled yeah, look yeah. the ninth overall pick is labeled a project um and my kind of thought to that was yeah it's it sucks but I, I think a lot of the guys up up top i mean would you call sticks a project i think i would i, I think a lot yeah. of the guys in this in this draft because just like jamal said these guys haven't played organized basketball in so long there there were so many I mean, LaMelo Ball, the number three pick, is a project. So, oh, sure. yeah. And he can't shoot. Yeah, so it was a bit of a crap when, shoot. When, so, when, uh, Frank, when you said that, when you tweeted that last night, I tweeted you back, aren't they all? Everybody, yeah. everybody. Yeah. There's question marks whether it's Wiseman, Wiseman played, what, two games before he got – Wiseman, and, and Wiseman, sorry to interrupt you, Jamal. I would watch yeah, some yeah. Memphis games. Wiseman played like he had to showcase himself going to the yeah. NBA draft. Yeah. It was like not a team game that he played a lot of times. So I'm, I'm, I agree. Wiseman can be considered a project. And the number one pick isn't there questions about whether he likes basketball or not? <laughs> there's, there's, there hasn't been. See, this is the problem. And I've said this for a long time. Going, there are no in college basketball for the last 10, maybe 15 or 20 years, there are no clear-cut superstars in there. No, no. You know, when you, when you had your, uh, it was Durant and uh, the old-faced dude. <laughs> and then you had uh, Wall and Evan Turner. It was, he didn't turn out to be much. But you had oh, wow. your clear-cut guys. You know, who was going to be number one and number two? And you knew that one of those two, you always have your bus, you have your dark holes, you have, you know, all of this. But there were no, there were superstars then that, okay, these are, these, these are going to be the top guys. They're going to do something. Everybody going in has a question mark, red flags all over the place. So th there's really nobody you can look at. Like even what I like, Obi Toppin, but Obi Toppin can shoot. Right, all right. Everybody loves I like I like Patrick Williams. I like Okoro, and I like Onyeka Okongwu. Yeah. I, I like those four, five, six picks right in a row. Other than that, um, and I was hoping they would get one of either, either probably the USC kid, and yeah. that, I think Okoro probably would have been gone already. Yeah, but I thought topping, you know, sliding that far, it it, it was almost like the uh, Michael Porter Jr. who went one pick before. Like he was, he was right there. We think we're fifteen, and the Nuggets took him at fourteen. That's all right. Well, damn, he's yeah. gone. But to, but he to you guys' guy. point, like, there's not going to be a player next year who's mm. going to boom. Like it's, or actually, in a month, Jesus Christ, it's going to be. Yeah, but you know what? It's not going to be foreseen. There's going to be somebody that's going to do that. 
but it's not, it's, it's not going to be anybody that we forecasted going into this accelerated offseason where anybody's like you know what as soon as like when when we drafted john wall we're looking at this, as soon as he touched the floor he gonna be something as soon right. as kd right. touched the floor he's gonna be something but you're gonna see some okay let's we didn't know curry was gonna be curry until he actually touched the floor in the nba yeah. so it's, it's gonna be guys like that there were question marks on job uh moran he was awesome yeah you know so is it, there are no slam dunks anymore, but it, there is going to be somebody that we did not forecast, nobody forecast, that is going to hit the ground running when December comes around and this thing gets started again. I don't know who it's going to be. It's 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 a crapshoot. It's a it's a flip of a coin, but somebody is going to steal the stage, and we just don't know who. All right, before we go, Maryland football. Uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, it really yeah. sucks because they were starting to look like the surprise mm-hmm. season, quite frankly. No Ohio State game, no Michigan State game. Their coach has tested positive for uh, COVID-19. I wonder if they're actually going to play again because they have got a lot of players testing positive. I think it's with 14 between players I mean, and coaches. I think it's like 30 combined. Yeah, wow. I just saw yesterday it was 15 combined. It's, it no, is, I think it's more. Yeah, I think it's wow. more. Yeah. And that's really yeah, yeah, because they were they were actually uh proving us doubters like myself. You. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm a hate. Yeah, I mean to me it was uh I'm not gonna lie, it, the fan in me was like, okay, we they're not gonna reschedule Ohio State. Who okay. Because Michigan State that, that that's wonderful. Uh Indiana has yeah, right. But Indiana has now that game that I first saw when the season started. I said, well, maybe that's winnable. As wow, now that's a showdown. And Michigan, that's one oh, like you can they they really could have made a run. But I don't with these two games, like they started late. They can't even they, there's no they can't make a bowl, can they? So yeah. how does that work this year? Because you have all these teams that's a great like, started like Two weeks ago, you right. had some twelve teams that had their first game last weekend. So, if right. it used to be six wins to be bowl eligible, what are we doing with the Big Ten and Pac twelve and the MAC, who started way late, and then we're now we're postponing games? How did you? How do you even get bowl eligible, or are you? I don't know. If they plan on having the whole bowl season, if you can believe that or not, uh, yeah, you, you, I don't think you can. But the, the thing about the, the thing about Maryland looking impressive, no doubt about it, they have. But Minnesota, I think, has proved that they're not really anything that special after last year. They beat a bunch of kind of bad teams last year, and Penn State, oof, they are bad. Oh, and so, I mean, it was great to beat Penn State. I'm not taking anything away from that. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Nittany Lions are 0 and four. Um, losing to a Nebraska team that was also winless. I was texting Frank about that because I had Penn State and a teaser, and I was sweating. But uh, you know, <laughs> oh, you, you made that bet. I I I got fourteen and a half points because I was including in a bunch of other stuff. I, I wasn't outright taking Penn State, but uh, I, I will say this: we talk so much about Rakeem Jarrett, the kid out of um, St. John's High School here in DC. Him and Talia Tungavailoa, I'm excited to watch that pairing for I don't know how many years of eligibility Tungavailoa has left, but uh, 
I'm excited to watch that for a couple of seasons because that's a pretty thing, that connection. And, you know, Johnson is back. They haven't used Johnson a lot. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Fleet Davis has had some something disciplinary is going on with him. Uh, so he hasn't been in the, in the backfield. Funk has been exceptional. Uh, they uh, Johnson has not gotten into it like he's supposed to, so he can do a whole lot of things. They have a lot. The, the team is very, very young. Like I said before, they have 57 new players, and 40 of which are freshmen. Mm. So this is this is a team that has he's getting additions. Uh, he had guys coming grad transfers last year from Clemson. Like that's unheard of, from someone to transfer from Clemson to Maryland. That 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 doesn't make any sense in my mind. But he is getting those kinds of guys. So and you 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 mentioned uh, Talia, but you still have Legrand. The, the, there's a lot of talent to be cultivated there, and Jared has. He looks like Diggs 2.0. Those two long touchdowns he had, almost identical plays, look like I haven't seen that since Steph Diggs. Wide receiver you, baby. DJ Moore, Diggs. (laughs) You have a point. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate your time. Thanks for checking us out on the DMV Sports Roundtable podcast. We will talk to you next week. Oh, did we get our predictions? WFT and the Bengals? Yeah, I think we did. I'm taking the Bengals. Bengals. I am uh, taking the Bengals as well to <laughs> win by a score, let's call it twenty-one to twenty. Um, okay. It's gonna be a, a little, a little yeah. squeaker, but the Bengals get it. Get the win. I, I, I was it. twenty-three twenty-one. Okay. This, this team has a—they always play close-ass games. So I'm doing the same with you. Twenty-three twenty-one, another squeaker. All right, I'll say thirty-five fourteen. That's the win for six. I, I enjoy it. All right, talk to you soon. See ya. All right, fellas. Bye.